My precious. I hope you put that in as the bumper to like start the show. <laughs> Uh, oh, you should say something about him hitting taters. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You remember the scene where they're they're uh, they're eating like a rabbit or something, and Sam says like, "All we need is a few good taters." And oh then yeah. Smeagol's like, "What's taters?" And that's like a that's a euphemism for home run too. So. <laughs> we don't like taters. <laughs> Oh yeah, I used to always do the um Wow. That's fantastic. Really. Round of applause. Another episode of Dads Talking Dads, a Padres podcast. Today is Saturday, May 12th, and the Padres are 14 and 26. Everything is going great. Joel, how's it going? Uh, excellent, Johnny. We got him right where we want him. Lulled him into a false sense of security, and we're ready to make our move. I'm feeling great. Not As, sarcastic at all. Yeah, no, definitely. Everything is fine. The house is not on fire. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad things are going well for you. Tomorrow is Mother's Day. I think this episode will probably be out after Mother's Day because if I try to edit on Mother's Day, my wife might kill me. Uh, so uh, that's why we're actually recording this on Saturday so that we can avoid any kind of um, trouble for either one of us. That's right. Happy yeah. wife, happy life, something like that. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So, uh, <laughs> well, tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's Mother's Day, so I figured we would uh, share uh, just a nice story, you know, about our moms. Uh, I would just, I was actually, when I, when I thought of the question, I just remembered on Friday sometimes um, when I was in elementary school, my mom would pick my sister and I up from school, and she would take us to... It was like this ice, it was like a drive through ice cream place. I, I think they had like taken over like a fast food place or something, but it was like near my school and you could just drive through and get ice cream. And so she'd get like a 12 pack of fudgicles. And uh, that was the business when I was a kid. I was so stoked to get fudgicles. Yeah. And on a Friday uh, after school, that was, that was the best. So uh, it, it was, you know, nice little way for mom to show that she loved us, which, uh, which, which uh, I appreciate. So, uh, how about you, Joel? What's a, what's a nice mom story? 
Uh, well, first of all, fudgesicles, man, they're timeless. I kind of want one right now. I can't remember the oh. last time I had a fudgesicle. Yeah, they're good. I think uh, I might have to go go down and fries and get one. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> well, good memory of, of my mom. So this is, uh, oh, boy, this would have to be 2005, 16-year-old uh, Joel. Uh, mm. Didn't think he was going to prom junior year um, until at the very last minute. Uh, a young girl who uh, later turned out to be my wife uh, decided that she wanted to, to dance with me. Not my wife. Uh, <laughs> she decided she wanted to uh, dance with me. We've been talking in history class, sitting next to each other in the computer lab for some project or other. And yeah, so uh, it's like, I think it's like two days before prom was supposed to happen. Mom, mom, I need a prom ticket. I need a tux. I got to figure this out. <laughs> and my mom, she didn't miss a beat. And she, you know, she drove me to La Jolla. I don't know why we had to go to La Jolla to rent the tux, but we did. And uh, she got me all set up and I looked like a million bucks and went to my first prom and it was awesome. So uh, I, my mom made that happen. And I, uh, that was, it was an excellent time for me. I don't, I don't think I actually got to dance with my wife at that prom. I think that was senior prom, but nonetheless, thanks to mom. I love you very much. Happy Mother's Day. Why? Wait, uh, so I think I went to that Tux place as well. The one in La Jolla. Is it like kind of like off like some random little street? It's like a nice looking little small place. Yeah, yeah. I went to the same place. I don't, I don't know okay. why it was that we went there. I yeah, I don't know. It must be good because you know what? I I I went there, uh, and when I went to return my tux, who walked in? But none other there, none other there 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 there, none other than Mark Pryor. Oh yeah, I remember who you told me about that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty starstruck. I think that was like when he was <laughs> like a pitching. I don't know, assistant or something for us, but uh, uh, yeah, apparently that's that's a good place to go for for tuxes because yeah, so your mom knows what's up. <laughs> nice. You get any tips on like pitching grips or anything like that from him? Or no, no, I should have I should have asked for something. Like, yeah, thanks to mom. Well, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> segue. Uh, unfortunately, everything didn't end up this well. At, God damn, I'm just fucking up all my words. Everything didn't end up well for Chase Headley this season. Oh, because no, he was DFA today. He was designated for assignment. Uh, they were they the Padres apparently have had enough of his 115 batting average, 233 slugging, and 130 excuse me, 233 on base and 135 slugging. Uh, he's got two uh, yeah, two runs on the season, no homers, four RBI. It's only six for 52. Uh, so he is officially off the team. The Chase Headley return is now over. Our annual pick up a veteran and see if he can play and DFA him two months into the season uh, is now complete. We are whole. We have done what we needed to do. How do you feel about it, Joel? Well, I'm frankly, I'm a little bit flabbergasted that we sent down, uh, or DFA'd, you can correct me, uh, a guy who had improved his batting average by a full 70 uh, points. I mean, that's that's just rapid improvement. I think we're being a little premature here. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> he's on absolutely. fire. <laughs> he's turning it around. We, this is the worst possible move. We need to give him that time to, you know, work things out. Uh, yeah, so it's not good. I'm looking at some of these numbers here, and 
uh, isolated power of uh, uh, 19. Uh, just looking at all these fun little outlier numbers. WRC plus, where 100 is the average hitter, he has a 15. So uh, what is it? does that mean? He's like, oh, that mean he's close to not being? Uh, I guess that means he's close to not being a baseball player, which is pretty close to reality. So. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's rough, man. It, I, I remember Chase Headley fondly when he was with the Padres in his earlier years, and we talked about him uh, in previous podcasts about the 2012 magical season he had and the strange decision for him to not cash in on it when he, you know, when he had the chance. But uh, I guess he thought he had more years of that kind of production in him, and he could turn it into more money. But uh, you know, he's he's I, I don't shed too many tears for Chase Headley. You know, he's he made a nice little career for himself, and he. Made himself plenty of money. I'm sure he's uh, broken up about not being able to, you know, play the game anymore. But you know, he, he's yeah. he's got plenty to fall back on for sure. He's had an all, you know, he, he, he's had an all right career, which is more than most can say. Oh my gosh, if Chase Headley never plays another game, he will finish with 1,337 major league hits. He will be elite. Oh, Chase Headley, Chase. retire today. Don't play another game. Don't you do this. Just retire See, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you know, looking back at his career, I would think of Chase Headley and say, oh, yeah, he was pretty good. But now that I know he's he's elite, well, that just changes things. Let's get him into Cooperstown, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know not everyone gets 130 career home runs, okay? Not everyone. <laughs> That's a lot of home runs, man. Can, can you think of anything that you've had 130 of before? That's kind. Of, that's a big number. Uh, 130. Sometimes I have 130 dollars in my bank account. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. So yeah, Chase Headley. DFA'd, uh, looks like Spangenberg was called back up. Uh, I honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, haven't even looked at his numbers recently, but I just remember that he was underwhelming um, before he was sent back down, which, you know, is part of the reason he was sent back down. So, uh, but, you know, he's, he's, he can play kind of everywhere. So that's, I, I think he's, he will always be able to find a spot, at least on the bench, because having a guy who can play second, third, sometimes short, uh, you know, play left field, you know, that, that, that guy can generally find use, especially if he's given, given a lot of effort, which, uh, Spangenberg seems to do. Well, yeah. And he's also the, the, you know, that left-handed bat. I feel like what the Mm -hmm. plan is going to be going forward is, um, for the most part to put all the eggs in the Christian Villanueva basket at third base. But, um, Villanueva is pretty bad against right-handed pitching thus far, so I, I feel like Spangenberg coming back up might be that platoon guy against uh, right-handed starting pitching. Um, but yeah, he, he's not uh, not a gigantic upgrade over Headley thus far in the season. He's hitting a blistering 196. Um, what, was it, what was that there? Uh, is, oh, on-base percentage is 237. Instead of two, what was what was Chadley's? Was it two eighty something, or was it two thirty three? Oh no, it wasn't even that high. Yeah, it was like two thirty three. Let me open that tab back up again. Come back, Chase Headley stats. Slugging three fifty seven. Yeah, two thirty three and... exactly. Okay, wait, mosquito. Oh, <laughs> Johnny's Dude, in the, the elements. Mosqui- the mosquitoes out here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm recording outside today. 
Um, but yeah, the mosquitoes out here in Phoenix just love me. Like if I'm in if I'm in flip flops and I walk from my house to the car, I will get bit three times, and probably on my feet. Just I don't know. This Good mosquitoes times. here have a weird Rex Ryan esque foot fetish with me. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm I'm going to um, Memphis in June to to visit some relatives and. Uh, yeah, when I've, whenever, I mean, I went out there one other time and I just got feasted on by the mosquitoes out Oof. there. So I, I feel for you, man. I know how that goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Spangenberg is, he's, he's a little better than Headley, but let's not get crazy. He's, you know, his WRC plus is a 63 again, yeah. hundred being an average player. So, yeah. um, hopefully he can outperform it and turn things around, but yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to, he's definitely not the missing piece. That's for sure. No, no, yeah, he, he, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> he's not, but, uh, yeah, I think it's just kind of a, just kind of a, a utility body that's, that's there for now, you know, he can maybe do what, uh, well, I guess Perella's doing what Solarte used to do, but maybe Spongebob can do a lesser version of that. Uh, we're moving on to another guy that was, uh, that's not currently on the team. Uh, my boy, the guy who was, I, I was excited about last week, Kaz Makita, uh, was optioned down to AAA. I disagree strongly with this move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, he, he was optioned down to AAA. Uh, Matt Strom, uh, the lefty bullpen arm coming off an injury was recalled uh i believe was just you know taken off the dl and then uh, makita was makita was sent down i will say if you look at kaz's numbers they're not great for this season um he's sporting a 675 era however the uh the the 80 mile an hour submarine phenom is uh has got over nine uh, K's per nine. He's got 17 strikeouts and in 16 innings, which is pretty impressive in my book. That's Absolutely. Uh, it's a solid K per nine. And honestly, if you look at his numbers, if you look at his game log, he's got two bad innings. Uh, he had a, a game against the Dodgers on the 16th of April, one inning, four in runs, and his last outing against the Mets on the 29th of April, one inning, five runs. Um, if you take those two away, he's got three earned runs in 14 innings with, uh, let's see here. Yeah, with like still 14 strikeouts, 14 innings. Uh, I mean, and it, now that's easy to say, just take away the bad innings and then he's good. Well, of course, that's pretty much everyone. But, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like, you know, uh, uh, you know, two, I, if, and with, I mean, with those two games as well, those were, those were two pretty high scoring uh the, the the opponent scored quite a few runs off of us and, and, and it wasn't just makita and if we look back i wouldn't be surprised if those were brian mitchell starts who we'll get to later but uh but but yeah yeah kaz makita sent down i'm i'm pretty bummed about it uh but uh, uh i i will say i do think he'll come up um and, and t- come back up soon i'll share my thoughts on that joel but uh, i don't know are, are you are you sad that we're we're missing out on the Cavs, man. Yeah, I mean, anytime you got a submarine pitcher, I, I want to see him pitch. That's just that's just fun to watch. I and mean, we talked about him uh, in prior podcasts as well, Johnny. Um, uh, we're very well acquainted with your affinity for uh, Mr. Makita. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at his numbers as well. His K's per nine are pretty impressive, like you said. Um, he he is walking a lot of guys, um, especially compared to what he was projected for for 2018. He's got uh, four walks per nine innings right now, and for a reliever, that's pretty steep. Um, this is, but I mean, he he's pitching roughly. I mean, if you look at some of his uh, advanced, uh, like batted ball type stats, so like his skill interactive ERA is 3.86. Um, he has ex- uh, expected fielder independent pitching. Uh, of uh, sorry, XFIT minus of 101, which is right around an average uh, pitcher. And for this team and this bullpen, you know, somebody who can eat innings and I mean, if he's striking out guys the way he has been, that's that's something that's going to be valuable to this team. So I, I'm hoping what this is is a move to send him down to sort of tighten up the screws a little bit, get his confidence up, and see if he can come back, a, you know, closer to what his projections were. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. Yeah, and he is that that is true. He is walking uh quite a few guys, which is which is definitely a problem and he's he's given up uh I mean granted like I think all three of the home runs were in those two innings, but three home runs in 16 innings isn't super encouraging. Um small but, sample you know, size though. Small yeah, sample small, size. small small sample. <laughs> small sample size, guys. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I, I do think he'll be back up, though. I know that when they brought Strom back up that uh, Andy Green had mentioned, with Brad Hand being the only lefty in the bullpen, that he, uh, you know, if, if he does have to reserve Hand for maybe the 8th or ninth, and, you know, he's got a matchup, say, in, in, in the 7th, it's, it's kind of difficult with only your, with, you know, your only, your only lefty being probably your most reliable bullpen arm. So, um, that does offer Andy Green a little flexibility as far as when he, you know, needs to bring in uh, Brad Hand and maybe being able to play the matchups a little better with uh, with a second lefty in there. Um, the reason, though, that I think Kaz Makita will be back up soon uh, kind of snowballs into our next point, which is Brian Mitchell finally sent to the bullpen. Uh, I'll I'll try and cue in some glorious heavens opening and the sun shining through music but uh finally sent to the bullpen he got pulled from his last start and apparently got into it with andy green uh in the uh, in the dugout and he was pretty ticked about being pulled and i think i'm sure it's you know a lot of built-up anger about this season in general but uh but brian mitchell's finally sent to the bullpen uh i don't know if that's a good thing joel is is that a good thing uh, I'm gonna go with yes, Johnny. Yeah, uh, Brian Mitchell. Every time he's been out, has been. I mean, he's just been worse and worse. Uh, I mean, for the Padres, of course, it's a bad thing, but it, this is a long overdue move. So I'm rejoicing. <laughs> um, this, ah, my gosh. So uh, the story about him getting into it with Andy Green. I don't. Is that has that been confirmed by anybody? I, I've heard some doubts as to the veracity of it, but it's. Um, it, uh, I think today there's been some recent news. I know a lot of this is from just, you know, Reddit, Scuttlebutt, and conjecture, and reading, and, you know, overanalyzing tweets, and hearsay at a game, and different things like that. But I'm sure I'll get crucified for saying that if someone listens to this. But, I mean, obviously people will listen to it, but, you know, if the, if the wrong person listens to it, I'm sure I'll get crucified. Yes, and no, I won't <laughs> apologize. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it's still unfolding to a certain extent. Uh, I think some information is still coming out. But I have heard hearsay about Mitchell being ticked off. I think he may have confirmed that. 
hearsay and scuttlebutt and yes all that good that's what we're built on that's right yeah and I, what i'd read was something along something the effect of uh, just let me effing pitch or something like that yeah um yeah, that's that's not good, man. That's that's uh, it's pointing to this really getting into his head. You know, this this really rough, uh, turning into a rough almost three years for him now. Um, yeah, I mean, the pitching is very very mental. I think everybody's pretty aware of that. That's you know into into baseball, uh, well enough to be looking at your you know Padres podcast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a disturbing sign for somebody who. Preller saw some serious potential in, or at least we assume that was the rationale behind pulling a guy like Brian Mitchell onto this Padres roster. So um, hopefully he can figure something out and cool his head a little bit, cool his jets, hold his horses, however you want to put it. Um, and, <laughs> you know, just uh, get a little chill in him, you know, relax a little bit. Get back to just, you know, pitching and not gripping so much, not pressing as much. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, hopefully it, you know, hopefully it is some kind of. I mean, it's, let's be honest. It's not some kind of mechanics thing. The guy's probably this. This is who he is because this is who he's been for three years. Hopefully, something changes in AAA, um, or I mean, excuse me, not AAA. Hopefully, something changes in the bullpen, and you know, I, 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 I don't know. I doubt it will, but I, but I hope it does. I know he he went out yesterday in the bullpen after uh, after Lauer had that bad start. And uh, he pitched, I mean, it was basically a start for him. He pitched five and two-thirds innings, uh, gave up three runs, uh, had three walks, six hits. So, I mean, kind of the same old, same old, had two strikeouts. I mean, that's another thing, too, is, is he's not missing bats at all. So he's walking guys, giving up runs, and then not striking anyone out. So I'm like, you know, yeah, what, I think he- uh, what is there? I think he missed the memo, man. It's it. Yeah, he needs to be missing bats, but uh, he got confused and he's just missing home plate. Oh shit! <laughs> got him. I mean, he's walking seven <laughs> per nine, man. It's 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 awful. I don't yeah, know how else and, to put that. And he's got like a four three five K per nine or something like. It's just it's not great. Let me hang on. I had it in front of me just a moment ago. Uh, yeah, four point three strikeouts per nine. That's just it's uh, it's not encouraging. He has the strikeouts per nine that everyone expected Kaz Makita to have, and that's well, hey, not good. I mean, glass half full perspective. That's almost five strikeouts per nine, <laughs> and that's better than zero. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there. Uh. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, but I I, I don't um. Ugh, I don't think we'll see Brian Mitchell back in the starting rotation. Uh, there's just I don't know this. I think this is the point where there all those good arms that are in the minors can start filling in these spots when they open up. Um, I know Jordan Lyles is taking that spot for now, and if there's something there, that's fine. You know, that's uh, if 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 we get something from Jordan Lyles and and he's effective, that's that's great. But uh, but but I think this is the beginning of when we start seeing. I mean, we've kind of already seen it with Lucchese and Lauer, but. But, uh, you know, I, I think as these spots open up, we get to see more and more of the future, which makes it much more fun to watch, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're hoping for that upswing here any, any minute now. Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say, uh, uh, getting, into our, getting into our next topic, the upswing uh, will get here at a certain point, but it's not here yet. Uh, right now, we're not very good. We're pretty bad, to be quite honest. That's a true we statement. Are, 
Yes, yes, we are in the we are in the cellar in the NL West. We're in the basement. We're making some wine so that we uh, feel better <laughs> about being in the cellar because we you know when life gives you a cellar, make wine. That's what, what do I they call always that? say? What do they call that like wine that they make in the like prison toilets? What's the name for that? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I've got an Urban Dictionary that. That's gonna kill me if I don't look that. Uh, okay, hold on. Let's oh, go with uh, instead of Chardonnay, it's Chitonay, <laughs> or maybe like yeah. Penis There's Noir like a... instead of Pinot Noir. <laughs> Close, man. It's called Pruno or prison wine, an alcoholic ah. beverage. <laughs> Variously made from apples, oranges, fruit cocktail, candy, ketchup, sugar, milk, and possibly other ingredients, including ketchup. crumbled bread. Bread supposedly provides the yeast for the pruno to ferment. Delicious. Hmm. It's an Still excellent... Bread and ketchup and some grape juice. Hmm. <laughs> if you Google prison wine, there's a fantastic feet. picture that goes with the uh, description of Shit. pruno. You gotta do it. I'm Look sure. it up and okay, hang on. Let's see. And all you listeners at home. Yeah, please look up Pruno or just prison wine. Let's see. Is it the guy? Okay, is it the guy, the first picture of the guy with the red shirt? Or is it the guy with the tattoos all over holding a bag? Oh, this looks like vomit. This is why you don't want to go to prison, guys. All right, you're drinking vomit wine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't even see that one. I just had the one with the guy looking, uh, looking as sophisticated angry. as he as sophisticated as he can in his prison jumpsuit, holding a wine glass full of Pruno. He which, also yes, has does bear a striking resemblance to vomit. My goodness. Yeah, he also has an amazing double tier tattoo. So he's uh, he's popped a cap in some essays. <laughs> oh man, good times. <laughs> That was a fun digression. Pruno, <laughs> 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 gross. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're 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 super bad. This season we're fourteen and twenty six. Uh, we're not looking good, but there is some hope on the horizon uh, with this year's MLB draft, uh, which is going to take place early June. Uh, so for those unfamiliar, the MLB is weird and has their draft in the middle of the season because it makes no sense. Every other major sport has it during the off-season. Why? So that there can be additional chatter and scuttlebutt about what's going on in the league when the players aren't playing. Uh, the MLB is not interested in that, probably because their draft is such an utter crapshoot and you don't see the prospects for anywhere from three to six years. Uh, so I kind of get it, but, you know, whatever. They uh, make their draft order not based on the uh, this season's rankings, but on the previous season's uh, rankings, standings, what have you. Uh, so the Padres last season, 2017, were 71 and 91, we, which was the seventh worst record in the MLB. So we will have the seventh pick this season, Joel. So I wanted to go over some of the top prospects in this year's draft. Uh, they haven't really secured, you know, there, there isn't a Hunter Green this year uh, who is the, you know, the kind of the consensus number one pick. There's some some good guys kind of all around, so I, I think it's, you know, it could fluctuate enough between now and next month uh, uh, to where, you know, a, a certain guy who's maybe projected one or two right now could fall to us at seven. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's I, I, I've got to say this is, uh, I think the MLB draft is one of the weirdest because, there you know, you'll have things like guys not signing because of 
their agent, you know, wants a lot of money or, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, it's, it, teams are odd sometimes when they draft. So, you know, a lot of times the, the best players in get isn't pick number one overall. So, uh, Joel, I wanted to go over some of these top prospects. Uh, are you ready? I am indeed. I'm ready. Okay. Perfect. So, number one on the list, and this is according to Fangraph's 2018 MLB Draft Rankings. Number one is a fellow named Brady Singer. He's a right-handed pitcher out of Florida, and uh, he was actually, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a uh, Blue Jays second rounder uh, when he came out of high school, uh, looks like last season, but didn't end up signing. Again, the MLB draft is weird. I, I, there's an amazing amount of guys that get drafted and then uh, don't sign for one reason or another. But, uh, but he did not sign with the Blue Jays, so he went to Florida, uh, where he's been uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, doing well uh, so far in the, uh, in the SEC. Uh, and they compare him to Aaron Nola, who is you know fan favorite amongst uh, any, I would say, probably most every baseball fan who, who doesn't love Aaron Nola. Uh, and, uh, you know, looks like, uh, looks like he's got good command of his pitches. Uh, I'm not, you know, giant on more pitching prospects because we've got a ton, but, uh, he seems pretty good. So yeah, Brady Singer, I don't know. What do you think of him, Joel? I'm, I'm meh, but, uh, it's a, it's not a great start, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a fantastic baseball name. I'll give him, give him that Brady Singer. That just, that just sounds like a ball player to me. So, uh, why not? Yeah, let's give him a shot. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I get what you're saying about how we are sort of loaded up on uh, pitching at the moment, but I guess the conventional wisdom is that there's, there's no such thing as a pitching prospect because so many of them seem to flame out or, uh, blow out their arms or, you know, they just can't hack it once they get to, to, uh, you know, the, the minor leagues and they're handling better hitting than they've ever seen before. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I tend to be a little bit more on the side of if, if they're really looking good as far as, you know, uh, pitching prospects, then I, I'm all for bringing him on, seeing what he's got. Especially, yeah. I mean, with our <clears throat> pitching situation, the more the merrier, in my opinion. We've only got so many spots to fill in. The, I mean, certainly not in the outfield. Um, first base is pretty much locked down. Um, it seems like middle infield is where we need guys as far as position players. And then other than that, um, like I said, the more the merrier for pitching. Yeah, that's true. I feel like at this point you're not a you're not a true pitcher unless you've got Tommy John, and then come back throwing harder than ever. That's how you know you. Miracles you, of you modern medicine. Oh yeah, that's right. Miracles. <laughs> back in my day, we just pitched until our arm fell off. Now you fancy fellows got to Tommy John surgery. <laughs> that is a fantastic. Uh, I think they call that the transatlantic <laughs> accent. That's, yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, all right, second guy I'm much more excited about, and uh, he's one of those Arizona kids I was telling you about, Joel. Great name as well, Nolan Gorman, third baseman out of O'Connor High School, and it's uh, here in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Uh, I could probably go and see one of his games and, and see, uh, see what he's all about. I probably won't because I know myself, and that's, uh, yeah, he's like a 45-minute drive from my house, and that's pretty far to go for a high school baseball game. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a stretch. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Fangraphs rates him with 65 or 70 raw power. He's a lefty, which is fantastic. Love lefties. 
Uh, he's got apparently great exit velocity, and uh, he's actually got uh, you know got the uh, quickness, the quick reflexes to stay at the hot corner. They say he's projected to go top ten, and that and I quote, his bat is so polished that the risk profile more closely resembles a college hitter's than a typical high schooler's. How fantastic! With a name like Nolan Gorman and a third base that is uh, that is some pretty high praise. Get that uh, get that uh, college hitter bat polish. I don't know what kind of polish they use, but apparently he's got it. So I'm so I'm psyched on this kid. Uh, this is uh, this is uh, one of those uh, you know big hitters. So uh, I don't know. What do you think of him, Joel? Um, yeah, I mean 65, 70 graded power. That that's a pretty glowing. Um... A glowing review as far as uh, prospect ratings. Uh, most of the the prospects I've seen coming up through the system that are highly touted are showing numbers, you know, like 55, 60, and those are the ones we're getting excited about. So that's, um, like I said, that's that's glowing praise. Um, that's somebody I want to see on this team for sure. Because uh, I, I mean, the hitting on on the big league roster has just been abysmal. It's something we're going to get to a little bit later, um, as far as the Padres. Major League clubs woes, but yeah, if we've got somebody who's got that kind of pop, I, I want him on the team, personally. Yeah, I think the last, I mean, I'm trying to think of an actual power threat third baseman. I mean, I know Headley had you know that one season in in, uh, in 2012, but the, our Lord and like Savior in, Kevin Kuzminoff again. If she, he was always <laughs> a power threat. You never knew. He when started that was his career hit. with a grand slam. Off I mean, Edison, what more do you off need? Edinson Volquez. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think like Vinny Castilla, like late career 2004 Vinny Castilla. I, I don't, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, Phil Nevin they threw maybe, a Brett Wallace over at third real... base for a couple of oh, at bats. Yeah. Sorry about the cross. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's that's uh, yeah. I I was just sighing at Brett Wallace because I'm like trying. To, there's been so many just garbage like. <laughs> Third baseman and shortstops. Well, actually, Brett Wallace. I don't think Brett Wallace was terrible. Never mind. Yeah, he wasn't garbage. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I maybe Phil Nevin was like the last real third base power threat that, that we've had there. So, um, yeah, that'd be great. Listen, I'm not saying Nolan Gorman is going to be, you know, better than Joey Gallo or that he'll be the next Joey Gallo. I'm just saying well, don't I'll say be that. surprised when it happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go ahead and say it. I don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's the next Joey Gallo. Put calling it, put it now. On the board. Nolan Gorman, next Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, but with a better batting average. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's another guy. Another Arizona kid. I actually just skipped one guy because you know whatever. It's another pitcher. I I just can't go through all the pitchers. There's too many. Well, we didn't want him. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we don't want him. He's. Uh, uh, Next kid, another Arizona kid from Mountain Ridge High School, Phoenix, Arizona. He's a lefty. I already love him. Fantastic name. His name is a Matthew Liberatore. Isn't that great? <laughs> Matthew yeah. Liberatore. I don't know if that's actually how it is, but uh, but that's how it should be. Uh, the Liberator. So he, uh, yeah. Uh, so they, they uh, project him as uh, he's... About uh, he says he's an athletic, projectable six foot five. The dude is tall already. Uh, he's already throwing low nineties. 
with a curveball and a change, and they said feel free to go nuts projecting on his stuff. He already has somewhat advanced field to pitch, so I'm going to go nuts, and uh, he's the next Sandy Koufax. So do you want the next Sandy Koufax on our team? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm going to lean yes. I want the next Sandy Koufax, yeah. Me too. Me too. So, <laughs> so yeah. Padres, take the next Sandy Koufax. Koufax. Take the next uh, Take the next Clayton Kershaw. Clearly, Liberatory is. That's Listen, Fangraphs is telling me to go nuts, so I'm going to go nuts. I'm really he's enjoying the... Uh, I'm really enjoying the unbridled optimism here in these yes. dark, dark times. Yes, in this May is what when we we're need. already out of it. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta laugh so that so that you don't cry. That's what I always say. It's true. <laughs> Philip Rivers says that a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. I mean, that's I. He's probably laughing after every sack that that shitty O line's given up. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Who's bitter? I'm not bitter. Uh, all right, next kid, another lefty, but I like this guy. All right, so he's uh, from the University of Southern Florida. His name is Shane McClanahan. He's obviously oh. from Ireland. Oh, laddie, Shane McClanahan. Uh, it's already going. <laughs> I, I got it on the first one. Second time around, accent's already gone. Uh, so another lefty. But guess what? He already missed 2016 with Tommy John surgery. Oh, so he's going to so be good. unstoppable. He's, he's like good. the Terminator. He'll be up in a year. Yeah. Uh, and surprise, surprise... He had a big velocity jump. So hmm. it's it's going 94 to 97, sometimes hitting 99. Uh, also has an above average slider and changeup. Not great command. But I, I, that's, you know, the year after TJ, you're generally, you're probably a year and a half, I would say, after he's, Tommy John. The, the, the command is the last thing to come back. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. But Well, hey, yeah. I mean, he's probably got better command than Brian Mitchell, am I right? Yeah. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> but uh yeah we'll get uh we'll get the irishman mcclanahan in here and uh and he'll be he'll be lighting up the gun uh yeah do you want the next let's see who, who's a good lefty that throws really hard do you want the next to roll this chapman on your team oh <sighs> build the suspense here <laughs> minus weight you know what let me go with someone who doesn't have domestic abuse on their record um do you want the next Billy Wagner on your team? Yes. <laughs> Me too. He was good. So underrated. <laughs> so underrated. Oh all my right. goodness. I just love, I love the, these these projections for yes, all the prospects. Yes, Billy Wagner is, and Sandy Koufax. This Kofi. one's even better. Well, I mean, right. I, I kind of feel bad for... Um, uh, Gorman, because we we compared him oh, to yeah. Gallo. We oh, should yeah. get like, okay. a comparison okay. to that. Do you want the next Mike Schmidt on your there team? There we go. That's better. Yeah, I want the next Mike Schmidt. There, yeah. <laughs> I want him more than the next Jelly, Joey Gallo. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Yeah, the other guy, I don't know. He's just so meh. He only has two pitches. That uh, The guy that I haven't even mentioned, his name is Ethan Hankins. I should at least give him some love from sort fourth. Forsyth Central High School in Georgia. Um, oh, he's committed to go to Vanderbilt, so maybe he'll just go there. And apparently Liberatore is committed to U of A, as is Gorman. Oh my god, Gorman and Liberatore might be on the same college team if they don't get drafted. That would be nuts. Uh, Alright, next guy. Even better. Second baseman from Oregon State, so he's a beaver. It's already great. His name is 
Nick Madrigal, which uh, I, I would try and give a nice Spanish accent for, like Nick Madrigal. But then it ends up being vaguely French. Uh, That's pretty solid, actually. Don't, don't be sorry you. on yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Eso es muy sabroso, Nick Madrigal from Oregon State, the Beavers. Ay, Chihuahua! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he is a five foot seven, one hundred and sixty pound second baseman. So he's uh, obviously the clear comparison is he's the next Jose Altuve. Yes, he is the next Jose Altuve. Or if we want to go control. older, we could say he's the next David Eckstein. Scrappy, he's scrappy. He's <laughs> Real a hard, hard worker, baseball player, gym rat. It's a spark plug. <laughs> yeah, uh, seventy bad control, seventy speed, above average defense. And uh, great feel for the game, they say. So, yeah, clearly he is the next Jose Altuve. The power is going to come later. Don't worry about it, guys. Do you want the next Jose Altuve on this team? I will. Um, I think I'm going to surprise some people here. I'm going to say yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be able to find a way. You know, the next, the next Jose Altuve might be able to find a way in the lineup. So we'll give him a chance. Maybe a little controversial. I know it's going against the grain of my, my pattern here a little bit, but yes, yes, I want the next Jose Altuve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with probably two more guys. Uh, next guy, I'm skipping a couple names here. Next guy, California boy uh, from Santiago High School. I don't know where that is. Let's actually look up where that is. Santiago. 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 Which, of course, means... Oh, is it in Garden Grove? <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's in Corona. Okay, yes. It's, it's in, is it near Tom's Farm? I like that place. Oh, wait, there's two Santiago High Schools. Corona once. I don't know which one it is. There's one in Garden Grove. There's one in Corona. Where does he go? Yeah, I don't it's know. one of the two. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the two. Listen, he's either in... Uh, yeah, he's either almost in Riverside or he's in almost in Anaheim. Uh, so anyways, let me bring up that page again. There we go. All right. Great name, though. Santiago High School. Shortstop. Bryce Terang. Terang. I don't know. Bryce Terangalila. I'm going to go with Terang, I think. Yeah. Terang. Like Batarang or Boomerang. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> wow, this is... I'm just going to read this. This is just kind of a funny uh, uh, description they threw up here. Uh, so he's been the top player in his prep class for years. Uh, some scouts saw regression this summer, while others think he's bored. He's just like, yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm not going to try as hard. Uh, 50 raw power, 60 speed, can be plus at shortstop, and has had a long track record of hitting that apparently came to an abrupt end last June. Uh, because he's so good, he's bored, and he stopped caring. Uh, so this kid plays shortstop. He's obviously so good. Amazing power, amazing speed. Do you want the next Alex Rodriguez on the San Diego Padres without oh. all the off-season baggage or uh, uh, off-the-field baggage? Oh, boy. I don't know if you're trying to steer me towards a no here because I, I really don't like Alex Rodriguez at all. So, you oh, know, man. I'd say no. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan. I know he's... he's <laughs> Hall of Fame material, just like all of our other comparisons. But yeah, I'll I'll give it the first no. Alex Rodriguez, nah. Yeah, I mean, if 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 that guy's Bryce, a jerk, that high school yeah. kid. 
if Bryce Terang gets drafted by the Padres and then seven, like seven years later, he's in GQ shirtless, kissing his own reflection in the mirror. Uh, you heard it here first. Joel did not want him. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that kind of stuff on our team. Uh, yeah, We're fine, upstanding ball club. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. Um, Sorry, Bryce. We didn't mean to project a rod onto you. I'm sure you're a great. Yeah, team. I'm trying to think. Well, who's another uh, <laughs> uh, power speed? Uh, oh wait. Oh, here we go. Do you want the next Francisco Lindor on the San Diego Padres? Yeah, there we go. I can get behind Francisco Lindor. Yeah, yeah Francisco yeah, Lindor. He's great. He's great. Well, we'll have Lindor and or. Altuve and or the next Clayton Kershaw or Sandy Koufax. I'm loving this. Yeah, look, um, out. look out MLB. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Got the last guy. He's, uh, what is this, Wisconsin? Yeah, WI. Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. Waukesha West High School. Center fielder, Jared Kellenick, who, uh, let's see, apparently makes the game look so easy, you forget how, and this is a quote from Fangraphs, how tooled up he is. He's tooled up, Joel. Wow. Yeah, yeah. If he's tooled up, then let's, let's get it. He's, got, he's chock full of tools. He's got tools up the wazoo. He's a 60 runner with a 70 arm, but his advanced feel for loud, all fields contact is what has him up here. He could hit, hit for power, and stay in center field. That's, that's what they say. Uh, so basically, you've got someone who is an amazing hitter. He's a great runner. He's got a great arm. He's got an advanced feel that he makes the game look really easy, and you don't even realize how tooled up he is. Joel, do you want the next Ken Griffey Jr. on the San Diego Padres? Oh boy, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go Mike Trout, but yeah, Ken oh, Griffey Jr. That's a good one too. too. Yeah, either of those guys, I think he, that's where he's gonna end up. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. J- yeah, we, Jared we need Kalanick next, Ken Griffey Jr. or Slash. Mike Trout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. So that's, uh, gosh, I don't know. That was maybe only like five, six names, but that's that's a decent amount of names. Brady well, hey, Singer. I don't even know if I'm going to include Brady Singer. That was just the Brady Singer one comparison was so boring now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sort Brady of Singer. something different as we uh, kept going on. Yeah, it really did. Well, because Brady Singer was so boring, I was like, we've got we've to do better than this. Let's give them some real projections. <laughs> so, oh, man, Brady Singer. So, yeah. Who's he the next pitcher? Uh, like, well, they say he's... he's like Aaron Nola, but that's not oh, even – right. I mean, and I, I, I like Aaron Nola, but no one's like, oh, my God, Aaron Nola's so exciting. Like, James Paxton's exciting. You know, he had that, he had that uh, what, 17, 16 strikeout uh, no-hitter. Uh, Nola is really good, yeah, but he's not, you know, there, there's like... Um, he's not the sexy pitcher. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, he's, yeah, but he's really good. He's like, he's like technically fantastic, you know? Okay, Maddox-esque. Yes, yeah, I was thinking will. Maddox, but I wasn't sure if I should say that. Well, but, I went ahead and did uh, it, so. Yeah, yeah, no worries. did it. Joel said it. Aaron Nola, Greg Maddox. Uh, who and thus, Brady by Singer. transitive property, so, yeah. so, Brady yeah. Singer Brady is Singer, also Greg, Greg Maddox. Maddox. There we go. We got it. Brady Singer's the next Greg Maddox. Joel, do you want the next Greg Maddox on this team? Y- yes. Yes, I do. Me too. And I want him <laughs> and the original Greg Maddox on this team. I want Greg Maddox. So there's, I don't know if you've heard the story. Um, but it's, apparently it's been confirmed. 
Um, when Maddox was on the team, what was that, like, oh, five or something like that? I don't remember when that was. Um, might have been oh, four. Uh, I think it was, like, his second to last season, and he's Greg Maddox. He's been around forever. And apparently, they the Padres weren't super stoked with his conditioning. Um, and they wanted him to, like, be in the workout room more. And he's, you know, 30-something-year-old Greg Maddox and knows what the hell he's doing um, and isn't throwing hard, so probably doesn't need to work out a whole lot. Um, I'm totally giving him the benefit of the doubt, but he's Greg Maddox, so what the hell. Uh, so apparently one day he took a bunch of equipment in the weight room and uh, uh, barricaded the door so that it wasn't really able to be opened, but you, you're able to see into the gym. And so he was on a, uh, what the hell is the thing called? Um, he was on a treadmill, and he was just butt naked running. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some birds were flipped, um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he said, you want me to work out? I'm working out. So, uh, uh, yeah, I... I I think that's a true story. Pretty sure it's a true story. Uh, can't remember. It's one of those, I read it somewhere, and I can't remember where it was, but, you know, wanted to share. Pretty sure it's true, because that seems like something that Greg Maddox was, would do. So Yeah, that seems totally in character for Maddox, for sure. Yes, yeah, yes. I, believe I wouldn't, if the Giles brothers would have been next to him, I would not have been surprised in the least. So. Just just raging out all over the place from the steroids? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and giving each other naked hugs. Uh, they apparently, they, they apparently hate that story because they were like, there's so much other stuff that we do that's funny. And all you guys bring up is that we give people <laughs> naked hugs. It's like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I think we can skip the, um, the analysis I put together. We can save that for like next week or something. Oh, okay. We, let me see. What are we at right now? Oh my God. We're almost at an hour. Wow. Where did the time go? Okay. Yeah. Dang it. Sorry. We ran a bit long. That's Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah. I got the thing. I got the spreadsheet saved up, and um, all right, we, we touch on it next. Uh, I'll have to update the strikeout numbers, but that's okay. All right, cool, cool. Um, all right. So one last thing uh, before we finish up for the day, we're gonna go through some recommendations. Uh, some things that Joel and I would like to recommend to enrich your life and uh, make everything more enjoyable for you. So, uh, Joel, do you want to start off? Yeah, I can start us off. Uh, so I actually did this this morning. There's a there's a Gordon Ramsay video of uh, him making scrambled eggs, um, and I, I actually gave that a shot this morning, and they came out just delightful. Now they're a little different than your typical uh, scrambled eggs that you would think of, like from a restaurant or you know maybe scrambled eggs that you made on your own. Since you're sort of constantly stirring them in the pan, they come out really like really soft. Um, I don't even know if fluffy is the right word. So. Uh, I actually don't serve them to my wife because she is definitely afraid of anything being overcooked. Um, so it takes some getting used to, but I think they're delicious. So there's a lot of butter involved, um, and again, a lot of stirring and moving on and off the heat, but it comes out great in my opinion. So I recommend looking up the Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs video and giving it a try. Maybe not for Mother's Day because, again, a lot of people aren't used to eggs being quite that soft, but give it a shot. I'm going to try it out. I'm making a <clears> – <throat> excuse me, one sec. Uh, or I won't. Uh, but yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll try out that scrambled egg recipe. That sounds pretty dope. Cause mine always come out like just limp and sad and like not fluffy. 
I don't yeah, know it takes a lot of like attention. That's the only downside to it because you're you're just constantly stirring the eggs and moving them on and off the heat. So like, uh, if you're making a lot of stuff, it, it's going to be a, a little trickier, I think. But yeah, super good. I love them. Thing. Nice. Uh, my recommendation this week is ska music. Listen to ska music. It's awesome. It'll put you in a good mood. Um, I've been listening to the Essential Ska playlist on Spotify uh, for like last week at work, and it's been really fun uh, hearing a bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I think just because we lived in Southern California for most of our lives that we just hear a lot more ska there. Like, I, I don't hear any ska on the radio in Phoenix, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, but I would hear stuff and, and have good, uh, you know, good, uh, reminiscent memories like, uh, uh, Goldfinger Superman from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, classic. Yeah. Great one. But, now, is, uh, but yeah. is No Doubt too, too mainstream to be oh, considered no. ska in these days? Oh, or? no. There's like three No Doubt songs on this playlist. Um, I think it's all from Tragic Kingdom, but, but, uh, which is a great album. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're on there. Yeah, totally. No Doubt, Rancid, um... So many bands, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Aquabats. Uh, wow! Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a lot, a lot of a lot of good bands. So yeah, go listen to some ska. It's it's happy. It's got trumpets. It's got you know um, fun drums and stuff. Syncopation. Yes, I don't even know what is that. I don't even know what that word means. Uh, so it's so when you you pl- when you're playing uh, like your rhythm off the the beat of the uh, so normally like you hit like the two and the four beat. Um, so mm-hmm. with syncopation, you, you stress the one and the three, and it creates sort of a, a groove, that kind of ska feel groove. Oh yeah, like the, 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 oh, I don't know if I'm doing the, it quite yeah, right, the, but yeah, cha, 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 cha. so it's like on the offbeat. It's, oh, yeah. oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it does that. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to ska. Uh, it's great, and also make some dope ass scrambled eggs for your wife or mother or grandmother or whatever woman uh, in your life that them. you want to tell you appreciate um so yeah that is it for today's show um if you would be so kind as to leave a rating or review or comments of some kind on whatever device app thing that you listen to itunes stitcher whatever that you like i don't think we're on stitcher yet soon we got to get five episodes they don't allow us on until we have five episodes so soon we'll be same stitcher too Oh, Stitcher. Oh, no, no, no. What am I thinking? Not Stitcher. Uh, Spotify. I'm mixing up my oh, right, right, right. apps. Yeah, Spotify. We need five episodes. Stitcher. We should be on there. If you're listening to us, uh, yeah, you can listen to us on Stitcher. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, oh. For Dad's Talking Dads. And, oh, yeah, last, Joel. One, one last thing. Joel, what is up? So, well, along your same lines, it's just wanted to say uh, if, if you enjoy the show and You've been uh, having fun listening to us talk Padres. Just tell a, tell a friend or two, and uh, oh yeah, let's get the word spread out there, man. Way to grow the show, Joel. Way to grow the show. God, uh, you know, I'm doing an, a shit job of that. I'm an uh, enterprising individual. You know, it's just part <laughs> yeah. of my my ethos. Joel's an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell t- if you like the show, tell your friends, and your friends can listen, and you guys can talk about it together. And they'll tell two friends. And they'll, and, tell they'll tell and, so and they'll tell two friends, and so on, and so on. So yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, and I don't know, you know, if you want to send us an email, uh, if you have any requests or want to ask us questions, uh, uh, at some point maybe we'll get a, a mailbag episode going and uh, answer answer lots of questions. Uh, Did you give the email it. address out? Oh yeah, thank you. God, 
Gee whiz, golly gosh. Uh, our email address is dadstalkingdads at gmail.com. That is dadstalkingdads at gmail.com. The email name's so nice, you've got to say it twice. Uh, I wish I could take credit for that. That's actually an old thing from the um, Fantasy Focus uh, baseball podcast. But uh, uh, that is it for this week of Dads Talking Dads, a Padres podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Padres news, notes, scuttlebutt, and Joel has some analysis that we unfortunately weren't able to get to this week, but we'll get to it first thing next week. Oh, 80-grade tease, Johnny. I'm Joel, uh, signing off. And I'm Johnny, also signing off. <laughs> <laughs>